Here we go. Good morning, New Adelaide. The Dead Set Legends ready to rock and roll for another Saturday morning. And what a game it's going to be this afternoon. The Matildas, the Adelaide Crows are playing up in Brisbane and the, the King of Brisbane. He's here. Tommy Rockliffe. Hello, mate. <laughs> He's here. I've done a walk of the stadium. The Matildas, they're out and about. Cracking day here. 27 degrees, not a cloud in the sky. Perfect day for soccer and AFL footy. Really looking forward to uh, what lies ahead for the rest of your Saturday. Now, the former skipper of the Redbacks dominated Shield Cricket for two decades. Callum Ferguson, hello, mate. What a time to be alive. What about the sport we've been oh. privileged to over the last month and then it only keeps getting better and better on the run into finals, guys. I can't wait. Uh, the Crows have got a chance to keep their season alive tonight. It's going to be one hell of a task, but uh, they've given themselves a chance this year if they can get a win up there in Brisbane. My goodness, wouldn't I, that be a run into the final? I can't remember a better year in, in sport in, in quite some time, to be honest, with the live golf that come here to Adelaide, yes. the gather round as well, and you you talk about the Matildas up in Brisbane. How good, Rock? Yeah, it's absolutely pumping up here to the city. Everyone's um, up and about for it. There's no doubt. There's balloons already all down Caxton Street. Sorry where you uh, do the walk down to the stadium of um, me lips seized up there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Sorry, Jazz. Is that what's going on? <laughs> well, I, you did say, I did show you before. I have yeah. a bit of nerve I damage, agree. actually, um, mm. post, post-operation. It hasn't quite come back yet, so hopefully that comes back. But, um, yeah, no, the city's up and about. Looking forward to the game tonight. In all seriousness, Rock, how is that going? Because the, the, the gash looks pretty uh, tender. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's on the men. So yep. I um I had a for the listeners out there, I had a little lump in my throat, and it's um it's all been taken out. It was a six and a half centimeter um benign tumor, so yeah. there's nothing nothing wrong with it, like um cancerous or anything like that. Just a massive lump in my mm. neck. It wasn't my second chin, and had it removed. And <laughs> unfortunately, I went and seen the doctor Thursday afternoon, and I've got, do have a bit of nerve damage <laughs> in my mouth, as um you can see down the line. I can't when I smile, my uh, my bottom half of my lip doesn't move so um he still he said, look gorgeous to me, right? he, he said, yeah. he said that Shana, might yeah. come back Dumb or it might not so <laughs> i'm uh, wrestling with that a bit at the moment but um yeah that's no excuse to get me words wrong that's bloody oh, exciting stuff to know that there's nothing wrong with it though rock yeah, that's good for news sure. for everyone mm. but um brisbane mate i mean they're going to be a challenge today for the crows aren't they that's a huge game up there at the gabba Massive game, isn't it? I mean, Brisbane, they got hold of Brisbane um, about 10 weeks ago down there at Adelaide Oval, didn't they? So Brisbane will want to send a message, I'd imagine, to the Adelaide Crows, but they're flying back from, they flew back from uh, Perth on Sunday last week. So a massive road trip for them. So the Crows, if they can play their best, they're a high-scoring team. This is a high-scoring venue. So there's no no probably, probably better ground than the Gabba for the Crows to play at if they can win it out of the centre square bounce and give their forwards an opportunity. They've got a potent forward half the ground, the Crows. So, And then you, you flip ahead as well to tomorrow afternoon. Port just need a win. Mm. They, they need to break this streak of losses. So mm. massive, massive weekend of footy and, and massive for our two South Australian teams. I can't wait to get stuck right into Fire it. Up. Collingwood as well, uh, win by a goal yes. last night. Darcy Moore goes down with a hamstring. Huge Tommy news. Rockliffe is going to tell us how they got it done. Also, Adam Peacock's going to join us after 10 o'clock to preview the Matildas here on the Dead Set Legends 104.7 Adelaide's Triple M 15 minutes past 9 o'clock for your Saturday morning Adelaide it's the Dead Set Legends Tom Rockcliffe Cal Ferguson and Tom are here until 11.30 today and then Triple M will be rocking football Dead Set Legends special investigation not too far away a goal after the siren but it's the Pies with their 17th win 109 to 101 they will go to the top of the ladder and be pretty hard to remove from there here at the MCG Round 22, it's the Pies.
Cats out the blocks, uh, Rocky, but the, the Pies just found a way, mate. Yeah, they certainly did, didn't they? They've pretty much wrapped up the uh, number one seed uh, position now, so they shouldn't really get knocked off the top of the ladder. But uh, very similar to round one, if you cast your mind back. Geelong jumped out of the blocks that night as well. I think they're the only club to kick six goals in the opening quarter against Collingwood all year. They've done it twice, and uh, Collingwood just found a way to, to shift momentum and get back into that game. They, they look like the better team most of the night, the Pies. But um, Geelong started fast, as they, they've uh, got a bit of a trend of doing of late. They start fast and then let the opposition crawl back in. So they've made their challenge very difficult now to make finals. You probably almost put a line through them depending on results over the weekend, but it's going to be very hard for them. The, the, uh, the draw may help them in the final run, but um, yeah, Collingwood too good. Dacos, he, he's, Josh that is, he's yeah. had 38 disposals last night, so stepped up in Nick's absence there. And then the, the key forwards as well, Jeremy Cameron finished the game with seven goals. He, he had a night out, seven goals, four, a bit of controversy around the out-of-bounds as well. I don't know what you boys thought about that one. Uh, out-of-bounds by a country mile, Oh, my goodness. How, um, how are we still dealing with issues like this? Yeah, that, that is cut and dry, isn't it? He handballed it to Cameron, who's already out-of-bounds as well. It is interesting, like the ebbs and flows of the AFL season this year. That was out-of-bounds, no doubt about it. And then Maynard has, has completely lost it. Brandon Maynard, a very passionate yep. player. If you're talking about dissent, that's probably where it needs to be. Two weeks ago, someone points to the scoreboard and gets done. That's so right. inconsistent everywhere, <laughs> where are we mate. At? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, my check as well. He finished with the five goals for Collingwood. So it was a really good game of footy. But the biggest story out of it, I think, is the Darcy Moore injury, oh, the yeah. hamstring injury. And this is what his coach had to say after the game. My understanding is he's, he's tight, neural-type yeah, hamstring. He will have to scan it, obviously. Yeah, we'll have to wait to see the scan. Uh, my understanding is it's not... Not major, but we'll wait and see. Are you worried we might have seen him for the final time in the home and away season? No. no my, my understanding is it's not, that shouldn't be a concern. Mm, interesting. Darcy yeah. did a, an interview with BT, roaming uh, Brian, and uh, he said something pretty similar. He said he wasn't too concerned about it. It was a just very precautionary move to come off early. So that's good news for the, for the Pies. But it looked like at one stage in that last quarter, Rock, that Geelong... We're actually going to bet buck the trend a little bit and, and get on top of the pies in the last quarter, but uh, that turned around halfway through the quarter pretty quickly, didn't it? Yeah, just before we move on from more, it's interesting. I don't know whether you guys seen the footage behind the goals. That high up, generally speaking, is never good for a hamstring injury. Okay. The lower ones are normally the sort of minor ones. I think right. it was pretty high up where he grabbed and he sort of just... It wasn't necessarily one of those massive ones off the bone, but quite high up can be uh, can be, Jeez, be okay. dangerous. So it might be a little bit longer. So it'll be interesting to see how that one plays out. Obviously, yeah. he will have scans. He probably had them last night or this morning. But you're right, Ferg, about the Cats. They found a way in that last quarter. They got blown away in the third quarter. Collingwood went on a rampage in that quarter, kicking six goals to two. But then uh, Geelong just shifted the momentum a little bit and got back into it, kicking five in the last quarter, which doesn't, often happen against Collingwood. So I think um, the exciting thing at the moment is that anyone can win on any given day at the moment. So we sort of had Collingwood wrapped up as the number one seed and, mm. and that everyone was trying to catch up to them. But it's um, it's blown the season open, I think. They're beatable with their last sort of three weeks. And then Brisbane, they're beatable as well. It'll be a great game today. So really looking forward to it. Port Adelaide, we know I've come off a fair bit. And even Melbourne last week. Mm. I mean, North Melbourne blew them away in that first yeah. quarter, which no one's seen coming. So everyone's beatable, which is um, fantastic. So we could see, again, a Western Bulldogs-type run in the, oh, in the wow. finals to, um, to knock 
the flag over. It's actually very exciting, isn't it? The it 2023 is. AFL uh, season. But I cast my eye to next Friday night, Rocky. Uh, the, the Collingwood oh. Footy Club take on Brisbane down at Marvel. And we know that the Brisbane Lions, you know, that they struggle at the MCG. But Marvel, they've played well at all year. Yeah. This would have to be the worst scheduling in AFL history, Cannot wouldn't believe it? it. Like, you've got the potentially number one and two going up against each other in round 23 of the season to go... To Maybe maybe go to the top spot. You're going to lock 50,000 fans out. Mm. It's absolutely like, incredible. The AFL could change this game, but as spoken about earlier in the week, they probably don't want to because they know they're going to make more money because they own Marvel Stadium. It, it's going to be a cracking contest. I don't think that Brisbane will have too many fears going to Marvel, going to the G. They would love an opportunity to play there as well. This game should be shifted to the MCG. The, you get 100,000 there for a home and away Richmond game. Richmond take on North Melbourne the next day at the MCG. I mean, seriously. <laughs> like, where are we at, Rob? <laughs> Shift them. Incredible. If you, were Bri- if you were Fagan, would you be filthy about this? Because another opportunity for Brisbane to get a run on the MCG, which you know we know they don't get anywhere. And none of the interstate teams get enough of a run at the G. Well, surely you could shift it, couldn't you? But what's the reason yeah. behind not being able to shift it? I, I don't I, know. Like, it's easy enough. You can see the scheduling. They they, they um, do a floating fixture anyway. Mm. Like, surely at the round 15 yeah. mark, when these two teams are sitting one and two, you go, this has to be the MCG. Even though it says Marvel, let's move it to the G. I, I don't I see a problem with it. Like, no. so Richmond, let's say, what, what, what are they going to pull in? Maybe 60, 70 at the G on the... Saturday, you reckon? Oh, no way, mate. They're playing North <laughs> Melbourne. Yeah, I know, Maybe. but for the last... They might sort of... get 20. Yeah, but this could Maybe be the like... 30? With... Yeah, nah, okay. Saturday afternoon, 145. People have local footy. There's no way they'll get 70. Like, 60? Like, no. Like with, with Cochin for the last couple of times that you Maybe, see him as well? Yeah, like Maybe. The... No. No? You don't see no. that at all? Okay. No. Well, it, it seems like the AFL shot themselves in the foot then. Seems that because well, they'd they be play, getting they, that... They can play that at the MCG anyway on the Saturday. They don't have to change that. Because yeah, it doesn't okay. matter. Yeah, you don't have to, to move that yeah, one to, to Marvel. It's Friday night. It's Correct. not as if we haven't seen MCG nah, footy Friday, two days Saturday in a row. happens all the time. Yeah. Yep. yeah. Mm. So. Nah, fascinating. Fascinating. Hey, I've uh, got to talk about the Matildas. Looking forward to doing that in the overnight scoreboard. And Adam Peacock is going to join us as well. Just after 10 o'clock, it's... Triple M. 104.7 Adelaide's a Triple M. It's the Dead Set Legends. Tom Rockliffe, Cow Ferguson, and Tom, let's do this. Another Dead Set Legends special, special investigation. investigation. With Squirrel gripping back in the headlines. Dane Zorko, Squirrel Grip. Tom Rockliffe came clean about a historical squirrel grip. So oh, did no. you or did you not grab him? Uh-uh. On the plum. Geelong Stevie J was the unfortunate recipient. You thought he... Squirrel gripped me. Yeah. That was actually Tom Rockley. Yes. Let's get to the bottom of this gripping saga. We couldn't believe it, could we, Fergus? Oh, absolutely staggering stuff for it to have taken this long. And uh, look, 2015, it wasn't mm. like it uh, was only a couple of years ago and he's got the guilts and finally admitted it. It's no. taken him a significant period of time, eight years, mm. and we are lucky enough to have Triple M's very own, one of our favourites, uh, Tomo, Stevie Johnson on the line. Stevie, are you there, mate? Good morning, boys. Now, can, can you take can you take us back to this day in 2015, Stevie? Because it was damning audio coming through our headphones. Well, I tried to forget about it. I tried to erase it from my memory, but so I was reminded about it by uh, Jay Clark, and he said you got a suspension one day down at uh, at Cadenia Park for punching Alan Christensen. I said, Yeah, I, actually, that triggers it triggers my mind. I actually got the wrong bloke, so. I was physically assaulted under, underneath the bus. <laughs> and I thought it was my ex-teammate Bundy. So I thought, 
you know, if someone does that to you, it's fair game. You got the you got the right to just land one on their chin. So mm. I've, I've landed one on Bundy's chin, and he looked, he looked around at me. He said, "Stevie, what are you doing?" I said, "You, you just grabbed me by the nuts under the pack." And he said, "It wasn't me." Anyway, it was funny. It was Rocky, the dirty bastard. He is a dirty bastard too. Don't <laughs> well, worry about that. It's but, a bit of a backstory. You got to go back a bit further, Steve, because we played international right. rules a year before over in. Uh, over in Perth, and me and Stevie you know, got on like a house on fire, both fit country boys, and we ended up at the poker tables until all hours about 4, <laughs> 4 a.m. in the morning, wasn't it, Stevie, the night before the game? Something, I come out something... and pick four the next day too, right? <laughs> <laughs> over. So we had a good relationship, and um, at the bottom of the pack, I just um, seen him there and went to grab that area. Unfortunately, I couldn't find anything. Oh, oh, hang, on. hang on a second. Oh, no. He has it gone Come there. On. Come on, Stevie. You're not gonna cop you're hands. not gonna cop that, Stevie. <laughs> I needed two hands. <laughs> now now Stevie, I, I'm I'm keen to get a bit further into the mm. potential of permanent damage because I've heard <laughs> That's what I'm I've I've heard whispers <laughs> that you have a permanently numb nut. Yeah. Now, tell us a bit more about this, please. Yeah, it wasn't just a, an accidental. It was it was you know, if you look at that one on Took Miller, Took Miller, it was that <laughs> Times about three, he grabbed them, yep. ripped them, mm. almost tore <laughs> them away from my body, <laughs> and uh, and that's why I responded and retaliated the way I did. I just thought, how can someone, you know, have have that in them to do what he's just done? And oh. that's why my initial reaction was just to go whack. Just been completely left. Seriously. Nah, it, it was a bit of an overreaction. It was a little oh. tickle at best. A little <laughs> tickle just to say, hey, Stevie, here you going? Can't, can't wait to get over to New York next year with you. <laughs> yeah, I, I heard people in New York. Other people. <laughs> Stevie didn't get the invoice in New York. Can you believe that, Rocky? I've come out in Perth. I've played that international rules game with a broken foot just to collect me 20 large that they were paying us all to, to play. I kicked four after having a bender for the three nights prior and somehow didn't get names uh, the uh, Jim Stein medalist. They gave it to Hodgie because Parker was the coach. So he gave the votes out. And Mark Evans was the footy manager at Hawthorne and he was the other bloke voting. So I missed out on that by a vote. And then anyway. Gil got up. Gil got up after the game and said, we've got it back on, on the um, agenda. Everyone that played this year, I think Rue, Nick Rewell got up as well and said, if you played this year, you got first first <laughs> ballot next year to go to New York. And everyone was there except for Steve. <laughs> yeah, I, I couldn't believe it. Oh, my God. Oh. I'd, already planned for, I'd already booked the rest of the family to, to go on after New York. So I thought, well, the international rules is going to be played on this particular date. I'll bring the family over. I'll do the family thing. <laughs> Um, and then, uh, yeah, so I uh, didn't get the invite. I think they were just a little bit worried about my behaviour in Australia, let alone what I was doing. <laughs> I'm in the, the New York. So, <laughs> so at, at the end of the day, the um, little caress in the game little caress. in 2015, what I did to you was not even the worst thing to happen to you in 2015. <laughs> oh, don't no, and I got delisted by Geelong. <laughs> I got delisted, so... Um, yeah, it wasn't my best year. Uh, that's probably why I've tried to erase it from the memory. In fact, that probably was the catalyst behind me getting the arse from Geelong because I missed a couple of games through suspension. They were already sort of you know, throwing up whether they were going to keep me on or not, but I think that was the 
that was a silver lining. So are we saying that Rocky's ended your career at the Cats, Stevie? <laughs> I think so. Yeah. <laughs> That's oh, what we're out- running with. Outstanding. Stevie J, thanks so much for joining us. Now, before we let you go, you got a buy today. You're not coaching today. What are the boys up to out at Yarrawonga? Uh, well, we're getting on the eve of the final, so we've got a training session, then we're going to have a couple of light refreshments oh, just oh, uh, before yes. we uh, knuckle down for the final. Well, so I'm just at the junior footy down in Wangaratta here. It's a cold winter's day. <laughs> the sun's in the under-12s right at the moment. Three goals to two, so yeah, uh, hopefully you can do something what he's told man used to be able to do and turn this <laughs> game on its head. <laughs> Stay away from the hot dog stand, Stevie. Ah, <laughs> uh, Stevie. You're a star, mate. Thanks so much for joining no us, and we'll hear you on the Sunday Rab tomorrow. Thanks, guys. Thanks. Oh, brilliant. I'm glad we've cleared that up, Rock. Seriously. I finished his career at Geelong. Yeah, that's where we're at. Yeah, you were the one. Sorry, Stevie. Oh, the legend killer, Tom Rockliffe. <laughs> Rusty, not too far away here at Triple M. Seven minutes away from 10 o'clock for your Saturday morning, Adelaide. Jay-Z Clark is going to join us yes. with all the footy news in the 11 o'clock hour this morning. Yeah, looking forward to this one tonight, uh, or this afternoon, actually. The Brisbane Lions take on the Adelaide Crows at the Gabba here. All the action live here on Triple M. This is uh, an opportunity for the Adelaide Crows to keep their season alive, as we've spoken about uh, previously this morning. They they need to probably win these last couple of games, three games, and the next two are certainly winnable for them. West Coast uh, over there in the last game, but this is going to be their biggest challenge, the Brisbane Lions at home. But the venue may suit them because it is a high-scoring ground and we know the Adelaide Crows offensive side of their game is exceptional they score heavily and know how to play but they're coming up against an opposition that will not want to give them an inch today at all they uh, upset them earlier this year and the Lions are in good form at home as well I don't think any team has one up here this season interestingly though if they can get on top in the centre bounce that Brisbane Lions, they're not scoring. They're actually ranked last since round 18 from scoring um, from centre square bounces, which is a bit surprising with the midfield mix that they've got. You expect them to be a bit higher than that. But what they are doing well is when they turn the footy over through the middle of the ground, they're defending it really strongly. So the, the uh, Adelaide Crows are going to have to be on their game. Their halfbackers are going to know that there's going to be some forward half pressure coming from the Brisbane Lions. So um, for them, they've just got to find a way to get through it. And, and I mean, Matty Crouch, he's back at the Gabba for the first time since 2012. 20. I think all the yeah. Adelaide Crows is actually all their first game, but good to see him back in some form. Taylor Walker doing text things in the forward half, so great challenge for them to come up here. We know that they've got their issues on the road. Hopefully they do change something um, from what they have experienced so far this season. 27 degrees up there today, Rock, you said. Like the Adelaide Crows won't be used to that weather. And the other thing is the the youngsters down back in inexperience, Borlace, Keane and Nankervis up against a Hipwood and um, a Danaher as well. How do you see that playing out? It's a bit of a worry for me. Yeah, so the weather, we'll start on the weather first. 27 degrees, not a cloud in the sky. So it plays into Brisbane's favour, obviously. that They train in that most days up yeah. here. It's a great time of uh, the year, the, the winter time up here in Queensland. I don't know, what's the weather been like? I can see in the background there. It's About looks 14 like it's today. <laughs> 14. <laughs> 14 and absolutely heaving it down as we speak. Yeah, so it's always been a bit of a concern, <laughs> hasn't it? The, uh, the Adelaide Crows defenders this year, unfortunately, they've had their injury concerns. And, and you look at the the forward at six, um, as named on um, Thursday night, Charlie Cameron, Eric Hipwood, Link McCarthy, Cam Rayner, Joe Danaher and Jack Gunston in that forward half with Zach Bailey starting on the bench. So it's a dynamic forward half of the ground, oh, yeah. include Hugh McCluggage, Zorko, Dunkley. 
they have their, their minutes um, in that forward half of the ground as well. So a great challenge for the Adelaide Crows. But again, they're, they're probably undermanned in their back half. And it, it'll be taking a massive effort to win this game of footy. But what's on the line for them? A finals berth. So oh. if they win this game, they deserve to be in finals. Rocky, apart from the Ballarat game against the Doggies where they got beaten by 45 points, the Crows in round 10, the Crows have been competitive away from home, but they just can't get a win on the board. Their percentage is 117. It's a, they're a side that just can't quite get it done away from home. In general, they've been around the mark. What can they change? What can they do, Rock, to try and just spark a win up uh, away from home, which could... In all, for all intents and purposes, spark a real finals run. Yeah, well, it could. Uh, they've got to certainly try something different. I don't know whether what they've done in the past, if they travel and have a captain's run up here, have their last training session, it might be worth looking at training before they go, just to, to mix it up a little bit. They've got to acknowledge that it, it is a concern for them now that they haven't been able to win on the road. The one win that they've had on the road was Hawthorne down there in Tasmania where they limped in across the line when the Hawks weren't going all that well. So... Um, it has to be a concern. So hopefully they have altered something there. And, and for Adelaide Crows fans, hopefully they do have a win up here. It would be a, a monster win and um, set up an exciting September for them. And who knows, if uh, if things don't go the way they want for Port Adelaide, they may end up finishing fifth, Port Adelaide, and the Adelaide Crows eighth. Imagine mm. that as a first Imagine that. Oh, yeah. Adelaide Oval. Let's Incredible. cast our eyes to Adelaide Oval. The Crows taking on the Giants. How do you see this one playing out, Rocky? <laughs> Port Power. Uh, yeah, the Crows, they're going mean, to fly, fly back and sorry, play. Sorry, playing, <laughs> Port playing the Giants, my bad. There is you, only um, one you... team in this town. <laughs> well, I'm not sure you'll be welcome back at Port Adelaide, Tomo, after last week, but we won't touch on that too much. Um, Port Adelaide just need to get a win, don't they? They've uh, they've come off some four bad losses now. Not bad losses, but um, they were competitive last week against Geelong. They were undermanned clearly down there. They were super the week before against Collingwood, but... It doesn't really count for anything if you're not getting the four points on the board. So we've seen their ins, which are massive for them. Alir, Alir, he straightens them up. Um, the concern is Dixon's probably not back until till finals. Lysette looks like his season, or, or certainly the next couple of weeks, are over. Um, Kane Farrell, Lockie Jones and Miles Bergman come back into that team as well. So they, they get some handy ins. Um, the good thing in Port Adelaide's favour is actually the Giants outs. Their, their pressure players are, are all gone. Um, Daniels and Bedford, those guys being out actually creates a, a bit more time and space for their halfbackers. And we know how dangerous they are, Houston and these guys, when they get up and going. So they need to just win this game of footy. There's no doubting that. Port Adelaide need to build some momentum towards September. And there's no better week to start than this weekend. Who The Giants, they have a Really good record at Adelaide Oval. They've been competitive in most games this year, so they've surprised a few teams, but um, I'm tipping Port Adelaide in that one. The two very winnable games to come after this one in my eyes, Fremantle and Richmond. If they can win this one, they could really build some momentum running into the finals, which is going to be so important going to that first final for them. Yeah, certainly will be. They need to, um, as I said before, you, you win at 13 on the bounce, lose four. You need to shift that momentum and get it going their way, and no, not, none of these games are easy. You said that you, you mark them down as wins. Fremantle over there is a, a tough challenge now. We've seen mm-hmm. Brisbane um, just get over the line. And then Richmond, they're going to be farewelling a fair few champions in that last round as well at Adelaide Oval. So 
a big task in the next three weeks for Port Adelaide. They won't be looking any further than Sunday afternoon, though. Well said, mate, and good luck to both teams this weekend. On the Dead Cert Legends, 104.7 Adelaide's Triple M. Bit of a grim day in Adelaide today. 11 minutes past 10 o'clock, a few showers around town. I'll tell you where it's not raining, and that's up in Brisbane because the Matildas are set to absolutely fire this afternoon. And Adam Peacock joins us right now, Channel 7 sports reporter. Adam, it must be buzzing up there. Adam, you got us. Oh, uh, we've just lost Adam, nope. unfortunately. Geez, that was a good build-up to <laughs> Not bad from you. Well, Not bad. It's buzzing. I'm in Brisbane. It's buzzing up here. There's no doubting that. The sun is shining, 27 degrees. It's all uh, all roads are leading to Suncorp Stadium today for the Matildas. There's no doubting that at all. I'm sure we'll try and get Adam back on the line shortly. But uh, the Matildas, they've, they've had an outstanding tournament, haven't they, so haven't far today? they, just, oh, when They were under a bit of pressure early on in the tournament. They've come good in a big way. Absolutely. Now, Adam, have you got us now? Gotcha. Nice. Sorry, I got in a Adam, Adam, did you hear the build-up, though? Jeez, it was good. Yeah, I appreciate it, guys. you the best in the business. Oh, my God. Um, mate, absolutely all roads to Brisbane this afternoon. This is going to be brilliant. Kicks off at 4.30. Uh, Sam Kerr, is she going to start? Is she going to play? How are we going to shape up there? She'll play. I don't think she'll start. I mean, remarkable powers of recovery if she has... Um, come good and got everything better and um, made uh, made herself available for 90 minutes. I can't see how that's possible. And plus the game could go for 120. So yeah. I think she's more of a weapon off the bench, but they'll make those decisions and we'll find out at about 4 o'clock uh, Brisbane time this afternoon. Now, Adam, uh, look, Mary Fowler's had an absolute beauty of a tournament so far, been fantastic uh, with her creativity uh, going forward. Does Sam Kerr playing more minutes affect her role at all? Um, no, I don't think so. I think she's been that good, Mary. I think the one that's probably going to drop out would be um, Emily Van Egmont. Um, okay. If if Sam is going to start, I can't see how you drop Mary Fowler, um, the way that she plays and the way that Caitlin Ford has found um, her natural habitat so comfortably playing on the left wing as opposed to playing centrally, which she started the tournament with. Um, I, with the balance of the side, it's, it's really harsh on Van Egmont. But again, she'd be a weapon off the bench because... Physically, she's so good and athletic and all of those things. So at the back end of the game, against tired bodies and her late runs into the box, she could be really effective off the bench in equal measure. Yeah, talking with Adam Peacock, the superstar from Channel 7, all things Matildas. We were speaking off air uh, about how the Matildas have um, capsulated everyone in Australia. Have you seen any national team do this of recent? We, we couldn't think of any examples, Adam. Yeah, it's, uh, the nearest thing you can get is Olympics, I think, um, with the way that, that the whole nation just stopped. And, and the last Olympics we had, everyone was in lockdown, so everyone just fell in love with the Olympics again. And, and hopefully that carries on next year in Paris. But this is, this is an outlier because it's, it's something that we've never experienced before in a World Cup, men's or women's. Um, if it, that win the other night against Denmark was only our second as a football nation, our second mm. ever win in a knockout stage wow. game at a World Cup. So when you do this and the possibilities are, you know, they let the ima- imagination run free a bit, which is which is completely understandable and completely fine. But yeah, these opportunities don't come around too often, if at all, in Australian mm. football. So that's why it, it feels so different. And, and in like, I don't like to really heap it on, oh, it's better than this, it's better than that, it's not as good as this. It's its own thing. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, we're just enjoying it for that. Yeah, absolutely. And and talk to us about the, the grounds that we've been playing at. And, and I'm interested in whether you think Brisbane Stadium will actually be 
potentially the, the greatest ground available to us from an atmosphere point of view to really put the opposition on their heels a little bit and have that extra man out, uh, extra woman out on the ground. Yeah, definitely. I think the first two games against uh, Ireland and Nigeria, so Ireland was in Sydney, Nigeria and Brisbane, there wasn't that definitive edge on the game. Like, so the result wasn't, it's win or bust, mm. whereas this is now. So in Melbourne, it was win or bust. And there was only 30,000 in a building, but it felt so good. Like, it was, yep. it, your senses were rattling. And in Sydney, where it's the, the stadium doesn't lend itself to keeping the noise in, it was okay. It was, it was, it was actually, it was better than okay. It was great, but it mm. wasn't quite what we experienced in Melbourne this afternoon. Suncorp or Brisbane Stadium, whatever you want to call it, that does keep the noise in. So mm. I think that definitely is going to be a factor. France two dollar uh, twenty favourites, and we always gamble responsibly as well, Adam. But in your opinion, can the Tillies win uh, the game? Yeah, absolutely. I, I think it's a. Oh, it's so hard to kind of be clear and and have absolute clarity on the result because these two teams are so evenly matched. Mm. Like they, they all play in Europe. They all play in top teams. They're all happy. They're all in a, in a confident state of mind. So when you put those factors, it's not as if one team's going in, having scraped through, and they've got these players that have never been in, on a stage like this before at club level or whatever. There's none of that. So it's so hard to... I think it comes down to set pieces and, yeah. and how the Matildas handle the pressure that France have put on us when we're trying to play out of our defensive line. They're the two factors for me. Okay. And sitting here in the uh, Brisbane studio, Adam, we know that you just got in the lift, but uh, a bit of news quickly came across my desk. You're heading down to Southbank, we're hearing, to uh, swan around, take the shirt off, oh. just uh, a bit of sunbaking before the game this afternoon. Well, oh, my the, goodness. The, rig, the rig is not a rig. It's a little... <laughs> I don't know. It's a little tap of just nothing at the moment. But <laughs> what I will do is I think I'll hit the infinity pool, which I'm staring at right now in yeah. South Bank at the hotel I'm oh, staying at. On a beautiful it. Brisbane. It's going to be 28 degrees. Unbelievable. Long live global warming and all that. What about that? No. <laughs> in all seriousness, it's beautiful conditions up here, so I'm going to enjoy a couple of race. Yeah, we love your staff. Thanks so, so much for joining us this morning, Adam, and uh, enjoy the game this afternoon, mate. Thanks, guys. Have a good one. Fire up, mate. We love that. And you can also catch the Matildas quarterfinal against France live on 7 and 7 plus at 4.30 p.m. I know you'll be doing that. You've got a few people around this afternoon, Fergus. We are. Ree and uh, and I have invited a few friends from nearby around to come watch the game. It's going to be a beauty. And uh, we'll let the Rugrats run around and and run wild while we watch two of the the great events, the Matildas quarterfinal and the Crows game. How good. I just can't remember a team really, you know, (laughs) capsulating... <laughs> the nation. What word was that? Let's have a listen. How the Matildas have um, capsulated everyone. That's actually not bad. It's better than I heard. Captured everyone. I don't know what he Who was that? Sammy. Uh, I don't know even what he does for us. Yeah. <laughs> Is that audio, man? AKA boss. Capsulated. Triple M. 104.7 Adelaide's a Triple M. It's the Dead Set Legends, Tom Rockcliffe, Cow Ferguson, and uh, Tom. We're going to open up the phones to the family after 10.30 today. I'm really, really looking forward to this. And also, we are giving away double passes to go see the Adelaide Football Club in their last home game of season 2023 against the Sydney Swans. Uh, It should be an absolute beauty. But, Fergus, I think we've got to address the elephant in the room because... Well, about... I'm not an elephant. I've lost five. No, you're, you're in good shape. That, yeah. You're in you, good you're shape. trimming up nicely, Rock, I you're think. You're in good shape. So it was about this time last week where uh, 
We had a mare, didn't we? As yeah. a as a team, we yes. um we no. didn't we didn't realise that the the Sandful had a buy. Yes, and um we read That's out right. the games that they're playing actually this weekend, last weekend. We were just a week ahead. It was a week teaser. Yeah. Well, what we didn't realise was yep. there was actually a buy that weekend. Mm. So we've got to put our hand up as a team. That's you. Rocky, myself, no. yeah. our producer Tom Basso, who's out there. Mainly him. Mainly him. We need it mainly yeah. him, but that's okay. <laughs> we as a team, but mainly Tom Basso, need yep. to put our hand up and say we didn't get this right. But what we what did happen, and we knew this was going to happen, the rush hour were going to pick up on it, weren't they? Absolutely. Well, let's listen to us first, get it completely and utterly wrong. There was a bye last weekend, and yep. we had no idea. In the Sandfield today, there's three games <laughs> oh, yes. out there. Nord v South at the parade, Centrals v Sturt at Elizabeth, and Port Adelaide take on Glenelg at Albert and Oval. And what a day for football, seriously. <laughs> what seriously. a day for 30 football. 30 and four goals for me, it would have been. Back in my heyday. The Sandfield today, there's three big games on. Nord v South Adelaide at the parade. Central District versus Sturt at Elizabeth and Port Adelaide versus Glenelg at Albert and Oval. Big day of footy ahead. Now, we had no idea whatsoever until Rocky actually received a text message yes. about this. Isn't that true, Rock? From the sample? No, I, yeah, from the sample. I picked up on it. I just let you go a couple of times no, you and didn't. said there's no sample <laughs> this weekend, boys. So we needed to apologise for it. Did the heart sink straight away, Fergal? Oh, Jeez, yes. you pumped them up. Jeez, I was flat as a And I was in behind you. I was, honestly, you were well and true. What a day for football. <laughs> no, no. No wonder you used to have 34 and 4 first. No, no, no opposition. Because I was playing against myself. <laughs> you can see Fergus down the parade uh, throwing oh, dummies. Mate. Out at Prospect Oval before cricket training. Oh. Anyway, the rush yeah. hour then picked up on it. We didn't knew they? this was going to happen too, these blokes. Seriously. We did. And there's old Ferguson just reading it off. You know, oh, yeah, better get this done there. Sample football bit had of, no idea. Bit of Ron Burgundy had style. No idea. <laughs> That there was no <laughs> sample football. So these guys talk about sport and they mm. know everything's happening in Adelaide. Well, they don't, Greg. <laughs> <laughs> so the thing with this is, boys, that um, everything that happens in Adelaide, Jars prides himself on being Adelaide, South Australian. He's That's all right. over everything local. He, he knows everything. He, he lived and breathed the scoreboard. But the thing is, when you go after someone, like they did, they went after mm, you for mm, that's last right. week and they went over after us as a show, yes. you've got to make sure your own backyard's clean. And you can't, when you're doing the segment about going after people, actually do what they did 10 minutes before. Number four, please, Ben. Uh, false. Yeah. Sample didn't have a buy round on the weekend. That was in the quiz. <laughs> Literally in their own show. That was in the quiz. Number four, please, Ben. Uh, false. Yeah. Sample didn't have a buy round on the weekend. You just piled into us and said they did. <laughs> what are you doing? And I mean, that is worse than our mistake. Number four, please, Ben. Uh, false. Yeah. Sample didn't have a buy round on the weekend. <laughs> I mean, Surely, if you, they're going to go after you, something has to trigger in their brain that that, 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 well, that there was a buy in the sample, well, doesn't it? I reckon just, the light. I reckon the lights are on and no one's home in that show. Let me give you the hot tip. Monkeys, monkeys dancing in their brains on a Monday afternoon. So these guys talk about sport and they know everything's happening in Adelaide. Well, they don't, Greg. Mm, interesting, that isn't it? <laughs> what are we dealing There's with? There's just a bit of lag, Tomo. Mm. Oh, oh. Rocks and glass houses, rocks. <laughs> 
Triple M. Bit of midnight oil for your Saturday morning. Seven, eight minutes away from 11 o'clock, 104.7 Adelaide's Triple M. You can get us on the listener app as well. It's the Dead Set Legend. Tom Rockcliffe, Cow Ferguson, and Tom. And time to talk the Adelaide Football Club, boys. Massive game this afternoon. Kicks off at about 4.30, the same time as the Matildas, as we've spoken about it. But it would really keep their finals hopes alive, if not nearly get them in, I reckon, Rocky. Uh, in the eight, if they can get it done up the Gabba. Yeah, they've they've probably got to win their last three. Uh, there's no doubting that, I don't think. They've got to win Brisbane up here, the Swans, and then West Coast. So I think the next two are certainly winnable, but uh, a massive challenge today. But if they do win all three, they deserve to be in finals. So mm. they, they would have earned their spot, no doubt about that. Do you think it's... If they, if they lose this this afternoon, Fergus, and they don't play finals, do you think the Crows have failed this year in 2023? <laughs> Look, I think if you listen to the commentary f- coming from within the club, which we enjoyed at the time, the fact that they were coming out early in the year and saying, uh, well, we should be playing finals this year, you'd have to say it's been a failure. Mm. Um, but just basically, I've, I look back and there was a lot of commentary around it from pundits um, suggesting, you know, do they make it, do they not? None of us actually thought they would. No. But coming from within the club, they were talking up finals pretty much from ball one. Mm. So um, whilst we might sit here and say, look, I, I don't think we expected them to play finals. They've improved this year. But you'd have to think the fact that they thought they should be playing finals this year and they didn't, they'd have to see it as a failure, wouldn't they? Mm. So you're saying if they lose today, don't make finals, that the year's been a failure? Yeah. What do you think, Tomo? You're a, you're a Crows man. You you live and breathe them? Yeah, I'm... I, I understand it both ways. So at the start of the year, I didn't have them in my eight, yeah. but I reckon it gets to... I don't think any of us did. No, did we, we didn't. We didn't. Mm. And I, I didn't expect them to play finals, but I think you've got a point for sure. You get to sort of round eight, round 10 when you're winning games at home mm. and the, the games that they've lost closely. So mm. I look back at both the Collingwood ones. I look yeah. back at both the GWS ones. Yes. The round one up by five, four or five goal oh, that yeah. should have won that in the heat. Yes. Mm. Uh, and then against GWS here at the packed Adelaide Oval, you win one of those and you're probably in, you know? So yeah. I would say from the spot that they were halfway through the year or a third of the way yeah. through the year, I expected them to play finals. So mm. yeah, I guess it would be. I, I, so, I guess it would be. Yeah, you two are in the camp of a failure if they don't play finals. Yep. I don't think it is. I think they've improved and they've shown us enough signs to uh, springboard next year. Mm-hmm. But uh, interesting that that you guys feel that uh, this year may have been a failure for the Adelaide Crows yeah, if they don't play finals. The, the other pointer I wanted to um, point towards was that Collingwood are a side that you know made that big jump over the last couple of years. Last year probably exceeded expectations. And it was off the back of winning a lot of close games that you, yeah, you know, 50-50. Mm. You know, if, if you win a few of them, great. If you, you, you sneak in. They won all of them mm. and marched into the top four. The Crows haven't been able to get over the line in those games, which would be bitterly disappointing. If we'd sat here and, and looked at where the season that they'd had and you'd offered the Crows that season at the start of the year, we would have sat here and gone, that's exceeded expectations. Yeah, but They've when been... you're in it and you've you got, you got a review right. on the run, don't you? And yeah. the, you, you talk about Collingwood. Port Adelaide have won some close ones under two goals as well. Yeah. I've been on the right side of one. You that's know, the, the kick after the... It? Absolutely it is. Well, I think it's a real interesting one. And I reckon we go to the family on this, yeah. Rob, don't you? Because you're saying that they've improved. They yeah, have. They they have bloody improved. hell, they've improved. I, I, yeah, don't I, get me yeah. wrong. I ride the Crows more than anyone, as yep. I think that the listeners would know out mm. there. I like to fire the uh, faithful up, but I, yep. I don't think it's a failure if they don't make finals. So, yeah, why don't we uh, go to the family and see what they think? Tom? Well, it's a failure on the road, though. 
Like they haven't, oh, yeah. they, they've Genius. won one game against Hawthorne where they fell in. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Like, and they've been competitive. They were competitive mm. against Melbourne. They were competitive against yep. the Collingwood Football Club. But on the road, it's not ticking boxes, is it? No, they're not at the moment. So let's go to the family. Okay, I like this. One triple three five three. If the Crows miss finals this year, is it a failed season? Okay, and we've got some double passes to give away to go see the Adelaide Crows oh, yes, in please. action against the Sydney Swans, if you don't mind. The last home game of the year. One triple three five three. Hit us up. If the Crows miss the finals this year, is it a failed season? We're going to take your calls next here at Triple M. Cheers. We've stirred up the Crows faithful here on one triple three five three. It is the Dead Set Legends with Tom Rockliffe, Cal Ferguson, and Tom. And we've asked the question: If the Crows miss finals, is it a failed season in two thousand and twenty-three? This is a massive game this afternoon against. Huge. the Brisbane Lions up at the Gabba Rocky you're going to be calling it how do you see it mate yeah it's going to be a ripping contest as I said uh, all morning high scoring venue the Adelaide Crows one of the highest scoring teams in the competition so they'll uh, they'll like their chances but it's a, a different kettle of fish up here when you take on the Brisbane Lions at home it's a uh, they're, uh, they are very, very hard to beat at the Gabba. Now, we uh, we didn't have the Crows in the eight at the start of the season, no. Fergus, but sort of reviewed it about a third of the, the way through and thought they should be playing final. So if they don't, it's a missed opportunity. Yeah, look, I think you, you've got to be assessing as you go, don't you? And, and the Crows certainly got themselves into some positions to win games of footy and, and weren't able to get the job done, particularly on the road. We know that. So, uh, look, I, I would suggest that they would view it as a failure because at the start of the year, they were coming out probably against a lot of people and, and a lot of popular opinion that mm. they would play finals. And, and Mitch Hinge actually said it on our show. Um, and, and I love that boldness. But to then get yourself into a position where you're in so many games, you've won big at home so consistently, to not have been able to get over the line in some of those close ones, you'd be dis- you'd be bitterly disappointed, and I think you'd see it as a failure. One triple three five three. If the Crows miss finals, is it a failed season? We've got tickets to give away too. The Crows taking on the Sydney Swans next Saturday. Tickets on sale at ticketech.com.au as we go out to Zach. G'day, Zach. How are you, mate? Not bad yourself? Yeah, good. Thanks. Great, failed thanks. season if they uh, don't make finals or what? No, I don't, I don't think so. I think, you know, we can take some very important lessons from this year. If we get there, that'll be great. If not, you know, it's um, something we can build on for the future. Mm. What do you what most impressed you about the outfit at the moment? I just think it's the way they've sort of gelled together as a team. Um, you know, we haven't seen that for a while. They seem to be a tight unit and get on well with each other and can read each other's plays and they're moving forward in a great way it's you know after the last couple of years it's great to see your team doing well yep nice one yeah it's been a tough period for the crows hasn't it as we move down to chris at henley beach chris what are your thoughts mate g'day boys how are you yeah great thanks good good um yeah so no i i don't think it's a failed season i mean when you when you consider um the crows uh, like nicks took over complete basket case in 2020, and so when you look at 2000, like we're talking within three years of winning the wooden spoon, yep. we're talking finals. I mean, and and so if you don't, uh, you know, if you don't make finals within, I, I, I don't know what the stats are with wooden spoon teams mm. coming back from the wooden spoon to be talking finals within three years. It's mm. an unbelievable effort, and so yep. I I just think the slow burn coming from um, a wooden spoon and any improvement each year. If we win one more game than we did last year it's a it's just an improvement we've got a lot of blokes who've got virtually no AFL experience so they're probably bashed up a bit at the tail end of the series um season now yeah 
winning on the road will improve once those guys get some experience. So no, I I don't see it as a failed season at all. I, yeah, I think that they've. Uh, yeah, they've, they've achieved way more than I expected of them this year. Thanks for your so, thoughts, Chris. Yeah, thanks, Chris. No, good caller. Let's head out to Nick at Ross Trevor. What's your thoughts? Failed season if they don't make finals? Hi, guys. Uh, no, I don't think so either. Um, I would have said that 2020, uh, we bottomed out um, at the start of this year. If we would have been in that position where we are now, fighting for that probably last sort of two spots in the eight, uh, where we are, then um, it's not a failed season. I mean, we, we lost the first game. We should have won against GWS. We should have won against Collingwood. Uh, Gold Coast on the road. So we've been really poor on the road, but at home we've been awesome. So uh, I don't think so. Um, we're fighting it out where we are, and it's a hell of a lot better than last year. So not a failed season. Well, so- I, I know that the Crows will see that, and they'll push that to the media that we should have made the finals, and we might do, but... Uh, Given where we were 2020, a basket case like the last caller said, um, we're going okay. Nice. I like that. If we don't make the finals next year, then it is a failed season next year. Okay. Yep. That's interesting. No, it's good chat. I feel like this is a conversation which you get a good feel for how the supporter group's feeling. And it's great to hear the positivity. Yep. Because you can see some supporter groups get the pitchforks out and, and get really, really restless when they feel like they've missed opportunities. But to hear that positivity, that's, that, that suggests to me that it's a united club at the moment. Yep, for sure. Uh, Zach at Christy Downs, congratulations, mate. Double pass to go see the Crows versus the Swans. Yes, awesome. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, well done, Zach. Enjoy that, mate. They'll play a good brand of footy down there. Don't worry. Uh, I'm excited. Thank you, fellas. Yeah, go stuff. the Swannies. Oh, oh, rock. Rock. on, Rock. That's a stinker. Rock. Yeah. yeah. Can you no. drag his audio <laughs> no, down? We don't I've, want to hear from him. him. I've had enough of him. Triple M. Oh, here we go. Oh. Hello to you, 11 o'clock family. The Dead Set Legends up and humming. It's been a cracking show already. Stevie, Airborne. Stevie Johnson joined us oh, in the 9 o'clock hour. We just had to get Called to the bottom of something. We had a special investigation and we don't like doing it. <laughs> no, we don't. We don't <laughs> like doing it, but we had to call out our own yeah. with a bit of help from Stevie Johnson because it took Rocky no less than eight years yeah. to come clean about a squirrel grip. On our man, Stevie J. The conversation sort of changed path, though, didn't it, Rock? Till 4 a.m. at the poker table with <laughs> 20 grand cash to play international rules. <laughs> oh, there was a bit of that, wasn't there? I, I, I can't believe I'm the reason he um, had to leave Geelong. I yeah. finished his career. You did. Geelong. You're yep. the legend killer, Rock. I've been saying it for a while. Couldn't agree more. Now, there a bit of... Um, umpiring concerns last night with the ball being inbounds the ball being out of bounds a couple of times it happened but the handball with uh, Brad Close that the umpire uh, the AFL have come out and conceded there was an umpire error with the Brad Close handball to Cameron stating out of bounds should have been called hang on a minute stop 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 stop. yeah what the AFL acknowledge that they got one wrong (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) That's yeah. as big a story as we've had all day. Hang, hang on, Rock. There's a that's, button. That's this. the biggest story. There's a button. This, however, the league says the third quarter Cameron Mark was not on the full. Oh. so they backed the ump in that one. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's, it's stunning when they uh, don't back umpires. They do it even though they're completely wrong um, majority on the controversial calls. They always back them in. Always. Have- have we seen a worse decision than that Jeremy Cameron handball receive? From Brad Close? Brad Close mm. on the boundary, two metres outside the boundary, handballs to Jeremy Cameron, who is standing directly behind him. And he is standing, I'm not even taking the mm. piss here, he's dead set standing two metres outside the boundary. 
Collingwood yeah, players yes. up in arms, and the umpires can't determine what the rule is. They've got. Yeah. I don't think they know what the rule is. You don't think they know the rule? They're How professional they not, umpires. There's four field umpires, <laughs> yeah. two boundary umpires, and two goal umpires, and none of them can come up with a decision. What do you, you reckon they I just think. plucked them out the local or something and said, what? you know what, mate, throw on this yellow think, Guernsey and run around. Rocky, I think make sense be, of it um, for me. Three or four boundary umpires as well, Fergus. There's a fair few of them out there, but um, I do know and a an worse, arc. There's I an arc as well. A worse call. There was one in the 2020 prelim, Hamish Hartlett deliberate out of bounds late in that game. Oh, that Richmond. was a stinker too. Yeah, yeah. That was. Handballed near me is... and played deliberate. That was the worst call of all time. <laughs> Did that still haunt you, that one, Rock? Mm, clearly. It does, a don't, little bit. Don't you love how Rocky f- somehow found a way to bring it back to him? <laughs> you asked if I'd ever seen a worse call. And I have. Found a way. It cost us, it cost uh, us a grand always final. Always finds a way. It cost Port Adelaide a, a flag. You've got to marvel at it, actually. You've got to marvel at it. It's a special talent. (laughs) Jay-Z Clark to join us next. But yes, the AFL have conceded. Incorrect. Unbelievable. It's a dead set legend. On 104.7 Adelaide's Triple M. 13 minutes past 11 o'clock for your Saturday morning, Adelaide. 104.7 Adelaide's Triple M. Let's do this. Triple M's dead set legends. AFL newsbreaker, Jay Clark. He's all over it, Jay-Z Clark. Best in the business. Oh, yeah. And he joins us right now. Hello, mate. Oh, hello, boys. I heard you had the great Steve Johnson on your yes. show earlier today. Now, That's right. Do apologise to who? Because Rocky grabbed him on the nuts and then he whacked the wrong bloke. Uh, what, what happened there? Well, he actually um, admitted that I finished his career at Geelong, so I think I have to apologise <laughs> to him. But, uh, right. uh, yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't forthcoming, Jay. Let no. me tell you that much. Very interesting. Hey, you would have seen the game last night. It's, it's mm. a strange game, like. How often do we see 100 points kicked by both sides, particularly when you've got a couple of decent sides? It doesn't happen uh, very often, but there are some big stories mm-hmm. to come out of it and some clarification only moments ago from the AFL. There were, there were two controversial out-of-bounds um, decisions or non-decisions, I should say, last night. Now, you remember the one where Brad Close handballs to Jeremy Cameron, who just mm. wheels around and goes, bang. Now, qu- quite clearly, you can't handball out-of-bounds as a play-on, so the <laughs> AFL has conceded that that was an incorrect call, but they've had a bet each way because the other one, where or the other controversial one, where Isaac Smith uh, kicks to Jeremy Cameron, who does appear to mark it, over the line mm. um, and uh, out of bounds on the full. The AFL said that was a correct call oh, from the umpire. Understand how difficult it is to be trying to adjudicate on a curved line like that while you're running. There's no <laughs> clear gap between the ball and the um, and the boundary line. So they've said that um, uh, that that was okay. You know what is in the bin? Um, the descent rule. Remember yes, how much we yes. were banging on about that last <laughs> yes. year? Oh, my goodness. Uh, you, couldn't, you couldn't even look at the umpire. This year. Brrr, this year. Mm. Just, Not yeah, last year. And 50 metres. Well, Braden Maynard laid an egg (laughs) on the football field last night. An egg egg popped out, seriously. That's how wound up he was. Arms out, arms up and down. He's swearing, carrying and all that sort of stuff. And we love Bruzzy. But (laughs) the umpires just copped an absolute earful Mm. and no descent 50. That's that's properly gone, that rule. I'll tell you what, though, Jay-Z. Can you blame him? My goodness. This is one of the worst decisions we've seen in a long time. It did look out of bounds, but the <laughs> AFL had brought out the arc vision in a desperate attempt to try and uh, go, sort of say that it was the right uh, call. Anyway, the umpires did a very hard job. There's 7,000 of them on the field now. Due to the yeah. <laughs> nah, it's going beautifully, Jay. It's yeah, going uh, awesome. Just ask Peter Dacos what? what he thinks about the umpires. But, Jay, we know uh, we heard on the Sunday rub last week you've crawled right back up Pendles' backside. Oh, hang on. We know you're yep. back in there. <laughs> so you'd have some mail for Ooh. us this morning on Darcy Moore, wouldn't you? 
Yes, it is warm and comfy out there. You boys explain this to me because I'm flummoxed. What the hell is neural awareness? You're going to have to explain like, that word to me. Yeah. Flummoxed. Well, when I did my sports journalism degree, it was either a three or four week hamstring, which this appears to be a standard sort of stock standard hamstring strain, or this neural awareness business, which is, um, I don't know, a one or two week hamstring. It's a, it's a new injury. But I just think. Um, they'll get that scanned. That'll show up a bit of damage, and they won't take any risks mm. with, um, you know, the second best player probably behind Nick Dacos, who's missing as well. So, um, you know, he's going to be missing for the rest of the season, and then come back potentially first week of the final. So, Rocky Collingwood without Nick Dacos and Darcy Moore, how much does that hurt him? And are you thinking that their premiership wheels have just started to wobble a little bit with these injuries? Oh, you've gone the collie wobbles. I think that it makes them beatable, Jay. So I think yep. if a month ago they were unbeatable, it was theirs to lose. They'd number one C, but now it, it, it opens it up completely. I reckon it opens it up for the um, fifth, sixth teams to win it, potentially Carlton and Western Bulldogs mm. if they go on a run. I agree with you. Watching that replay last night, generally speaking, the neural hamstring's low, where this one was high, which yeah. normally indicates a bit worse than uh, a neural <laughs> neural awareness. Footy clubs love to sell us pups on injury. No, I don't know. Like, it's not the nuclear codes, guys. It's a hamstring injury, if you know what I mean. <laughs> Speaking of big games tonight, uh, Brundy, Brody Grundy. Um, and this, you broke the news on this a couple of years ago. Oh, like, yeah, look, at him. look at him. <laughs> news break, you said he was out of Collingwood. Well, will he be out of Melbourne? I think tonight um, is, is the most important game of Brody Grundy's life. He's obviously... Back in there with Max Gorn, and what, what we want to see, or what the D's want to see, is a fair income contest inside the forward 50. When he was in the side previously this season, the ball would bounce out of there like a trampoline inside 50. So he's going to fight for the footy uh, like his life depends on it. All eyes on Big Brody Grundy tonight as they come up against the red hot blue baggers. Still missing, of course, Sammy Walsh and uh, Adam Chera as well. So, oh, sorry, Adam Chera. So um, it will be interesting to see how they go. Clayton Oliver back, missed 10 weeks. Well, that, would there still be a seed of doubt in his mind? Like, can you miss 10 weeks and then come back and just go bang? Or is, would that top pace still be a concern for him? Oh, I think having blown a hamstring before, that very top pace, until you've hit it a few times in-game, you don't really know. Because when the adrenaline gets going, Jay-Z, you actually you just lose a bit of sense for where, where you can get to. It's, it's, it's nasty. Mm, interesting. And uh, just a bit of a salary cap squeeze on at the Bulldogs. Guys, big news over here. How are they going to keep Norton? English, of course. Bailey Smith out next year. Uh, Jamara Hagen in line for a massive pay rise as one of the best young key forwards and uh, exciting goal kickers in the competition. Adam Trelaw, of course, his family, his wife and his child still playing up in Queensland. Would they look at him? It's going to be an interesting sort of juggling act for the Bulldogs next season. Jose, you're all over it once again, mate. Enjoy the Matilda Sasave. Good on you guys. Thanks, mate. I love it. Love Jay-Z Clark when he joins us just after 11 o'clock. We're going to wrap the show up next here at the Triple M. Bit of Stevie Nicks concludes the Dead Cert Legends. Oh, how good. What an absolute star she is. Uh, Tommy Rockcliffe, Cal Ferguson and Tommy Triple M rocking football from 11.30 today. Oh, yes. The Crows take on the Brisbane Lions. Going to be absolutely brilliant. You're going to be on the call there, Rocky boy. Yeah, certainly will be. Looking forward to this game. It should be an absolute ripping contest. 27, 28 degrees. Sun shining. Not a cloud in the sky. I cannot wait for that. And then the Port Adelaide Footy Club take on the Giants tomorrow. And uh, no doubt all the action will be covered. 
covered off by the rush hour at 4pm Monday. Yeah, that's right. And and this is the sort of gold that you hear on a nightly basis through the week at drive time when you're heading home from, from work and you're just looking for something to relax to. Just have a listen to some of Andrew Newton-Jarman's finest work. Just listen after the word Draper. Sam Draper. Yes. Got him. I'm on antibiotics. I'm on antibiotics. Just have a little listen. I'm on antibiotics. Just slap the antibiotics. <laughs> Go again. Oh, that is a deep belch <laughs> too, isn't it? Come on, Juice. Let's not forget, we, we've got Bernie Vince on there as well. He's yeah. very crisp and you'll, you'll catch him in a, minute, in a moment on the, uh, on the rub. But we've also got one of the classiest... Members of the media on Triple M. This guy doesn't miss a beat. Here's some of his fine work. They are signs of things to come. Get the facts that... Get the facts that... Oh, no. That is some of the finest work on Triple M. You only get that here on the Rush Hour. <laughs> Good grief. Oh, now, Fergus... The Matildas yes. uh, kicking off the Sava about 4.30. You're going to watch it? What do you got planned? Yeah, got a few friends coming around to watch that one. Big clash. Kids will be running right. We'll be watching the Matildas and the Crows clash simultaneously. It'll be a great day of sport. What do you got? The old dual screen, sir? Couple of screens. One inside, outside, I reckon, Ooh. and um, we'll, we'll get it all happening. Surprise, I'm surprised you're keeping the kids there, Fergus. Oh. I thought you might have just dropped them. No, they're a part of it. Don't worry, Rock. Unlike you, who just leaves them... Your kids behind. We, we get ours involved in the family activities, Rock. <laughs> Are the kids definitely going to be there? They're there, mate. Don't worry. Spencer might be with Grandma and Grandpa, maybe, but a bit later on. But... <laughs> now the truth comes yeah, out. Yeah, the truth comes now out. The truth. Now the truth. And, and don't act like Layla's not on some camp. No, she's right in amongst them. We've got her a scarf, actually. Any excuse to get rid of the kids. Incredible stuff. It's incredible. Don't you start throwing boulders in glass houses there, Rock, either. <laughs> Ferg wants on Matilda's play every night. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, what a show it's been. Been though, a hell of a mate. show, yeah. mate. Been a hell of a show. Stevie J joined us after 9 o'clock as well when Adam Peacock previewed the uh, Matildas. <laughs> if you missed any of it, you can get it on the listener app. So enjoy that. They are signs of things to come. Get the facts that... See you, family. Enjoy the rest of your Saturday. Go to the Adelaide Footy Club. Go Port and make sure you cheer on the Matildas as well. See you later.